This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is the Adam Gold Show. All right, sir. How was the recap from, especially from the state Clemson game? I know you don't necessarily uh, wear your colors, but the Tigers certainly do look like a different team than they did in the opener against Georgia Tech. Man, there's there's no question about that. And, uh, you know, I, I think it, it starts and you know, really finishes with DJ Uyunglele and uh, just the progress that we have seen, you know, from this young man, the growth that we have seen, even this season. Um, you know, for, forget about last year. Let, let's put that in the rearview mirror to see this guy go from game to game, you know, starting at a, at a Georgia Tech, uh, you know, game where there was still a lot of question marks. Threw the ball for 50%, had a QBR of 40-something, uh, just wasn't making great decisions, wasn't making great throws, was averaging 1.5 yards a rush mm. uh, to an NC State game where he's 70% delivering absolute dimes, great passes, averaging over six yards a carry with his legs, a couple of touchdowns against, you know, one of the best defenses in the ACC. Uh, this guy's just playing light out, night and day different. And, and the confidence, the ability – you know, KG and I kind of broke down a couple of different plays and put that on, on Twitter and Instagram if you want to go, guys, go find that. Of just specifically what is different in the throws that he did make that I just think, Adam, physically, a year ago, he could not make and, and the runs that he could not make. So huge kudos to that young man and, and the progress and, and the growth that we have seen from him. Before I get to State, a couple of things about DJ that, that have at least st- stood out to me and I am an untrained football eye, Eric McLean. So, uh, but this this is the way I look at it. In terms of passing, his patience has been, to me, the biggest improvement that he has made as a quarterback. And on the other side, also patience, he's become a better runner. He almost was a reluctant runner a year ago, and he was yeah. ineffective at it. But he has become, he's not, I don't know that he's ever going to be Trevor Lawrence. Trevor was, I underrated as a zone read quarterback option. But DJ, DJ looks like he's much more comfortable doing it now. And I think that has unlocked a lot of things in their offense. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we, we saw that emerge in the Furman game, right? He, he did, he looked like a very similar guy to a year ago against Georgia Tech. Then we saw some progress in Furman. We saw some confidence. You know, as he was able to, to run the ball and, and run the ball really effectively, you know, scoring a, a couple of touchdowns there. And I think that that just kind of unlocked, you know, different things for him and what he saw and says, okay, I, I can do this. I can get it going. I can make this you know, really happen. And man, I, I think that that, in addition to what you said with the patience, the offensive line, giving him great time, but also him just having a better understanding of the offense, where to go with the football, getting the guy, getting different guys involved, and, of course, you know, his wide receivers making plays. Well, we are seeing a collective effort, you know, from Clemson where, again, in 2021, AG, I go through the tape and, and it's like there's a different guy each play making a mistake. This year that is gone. That, that is not happening. These guys are playing complimentary football, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, really making things happen, and we're seeing great results. This offense being as effective and efficient as anyone that we've seen for Clemson. Eric McLean, ACC Network, Gramlich and McLean podcast, joining us here on the Adam Gold Show to the NC State side of this. And I know this is probably minutia, 
But I think there are moments in games that tell you of the mindset. And Clemson has a nice drive for a field goal, 3 nothing. NC State riding the arm of Devin Leary with a lot of big third-down conversions. They get to the seven-yard line, first and goal at the seven. Uh, a shovel pass for a loss of four, a run, and then a quarterback draw. It seemed to me the mindset was, all right, if we can't trick you, then we're just going to take the three. And I didn't like that mindset, and I don't know if that has any impact on the rest of the game, but I I think zero would have been better than three if they were trying to get seven. Am I am, yeah. am I being too fanny here? No, I agree with you. I did, you know, it's just kind of how Coach Dorn, you know, approaches the game, man. He, he's let's play keep away, let's try to slow it down, let's try to limit possessions. I mean, they, they walked down the field, took up the rest of the entire first quarter and, and probably what he would like to do and got points. You know, but I'm with you. I want to. I want to live and die by Devin Leary throwing the football. I mean, he did in the second half. Light it up. He almost threw 50 passes, which is crazy. But <laughs> you're right. That that first quarter, that first drive, would have loved to see them really just push that to the limit down on the the goal line. Let's roll him out. Let's get him moving. Let's let him make the decision and find the open guy, Thayer Thomas, who is unguardable virtually <laughs> for the entire game. Had nine receptions for right under 100 yards. Just would have liked to see more of that and, and think that would have, you know, just set a different tone and, uh, you know, really got the, the pack confident and, you know, maybe we see a little bit different outcome. Look, I, I think we saw two really good football teams. Clemson is yeah, clearly no the class. Cle- I think Clemson is still the class of the league, um, but State was that, – that was an opportunity. I think my friend uh, and your friend Joe Giglio called it a 40-year storm. Uh, they didn't quite take advantage of the 40-year storm. But I also think that – uh, based on the way Clemson started the season against Georgia Tech and the year they had a year ago, I think there has been a little bit of, yeah, we're not really sure. I think Clemson is really, really good. I don't think they're at the level of Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. What do you think about the Tigers as a potential number four in uh, college football? Yeah, man, no, I, I, I'm going to go against you a little bit here. I, I do think they're back, and and I think it starts with, you know, QB play. That was kind of my thing at the beginning of the season. I, I know what this defense is going to be. I know what that running back room is going to be. Improved offensive line play. What What is Clemson going to do at quarterback? And if they're back, it, it's business as usual. And, and when you look across the entire country, you look at who people have played, you look at what they've done. Clemson, the only team in the country with two top 15 wins. Not Alabama, not Georgia, not Ohio State. Uh, it, it's these Clemson Tigers, and they have more opportunity on the schedule with how good the Atlantic you know, division has, has been. So I, I think those guys are right back in playoff discussion. I, I think that it's, we, we are going to see that hesitation from the national media just because they couldn't wait to get them out anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, and so now to have that pause, have that hesitation, but you know, it, it'll be very interesting to see the, the committee once we get to that point, I know we've got about a month until we get there just to see how they value, you know, the things that Clemson has done because it's very similar to, you know, my team back in 15, uh, that's what a lot of folks were saying is, oh, are they really done this and that? And then that first playoff ranking comes out and we're number one. And, and so going to be interesting to see just how these Tigers continue to progress. But, man, you feel really good about them. Oh, there's there's no question in a couple of weeks uh, at Tallahassee against Florida State. 
And I thought Wake Forest would win that game, but I think that was more about Wake Forest than it was about Florida State. It's funny how people process things. When I, I the national media processed the Clemson win at Wake as, can you believe how you know much Clemson's defense struggled with Wake's wide right. receivers, as opposed to <laughs> holy cow, Wake's really good. That's the way I process that. Uh, how did you look at that game? And I realize we're, you know, we're, you know, we're pro ACC here. But how did you, uh, how did you look at that? How do you look at Wake? Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I think when you look at these wide receivers that Wake Forest has, I mean, they're, they're top in the entire country, and, and I think it's neck and neck, you know, really with uh, Florida State, um, or excuse me, with Ohio State and the things that they have been able to do, and then the product that they put out there. I think when you look at those guys, how deep they are, uh, and they have a heck of a quarterback in Sam Hardman uh, who, who can get the ball to anybody, anywhere. He, he's just such a great player, man, that, that knows this offense better than anybody. They ran the ball super effective against Florida State, and they stopped Florida State, cut it in half, uh, even more than half of what they averaged rushing the football. So really, really impressive what we've seen from Wake Forest. And I agree, man, that, that's a really good football team. I, I absolutely love watching them. And the Atlantic Division, look, it's probably a wrap with Clemson having beaten the two other best teams in the league, but Florida State is going to have something to say about it. And who knows what happens if the Seminoles do something crazy uh, at Doak. Before we let Eric McLean go, uh, should we just, like, stop talking about the Coastal Division? What do, what do I... <laughs> I think Carolina might be the best team in the Coastal. It, maybe it'll be Miami, and I guess we'll sort of find out coming up this week. Yeah, man, it's, it's fascinating to see. I think as it stands right now, I think Duke is the best team uh, in, in the Coastal, which okay. is crazy. But in, in perfect fashion for Coastal Chaos, how else would you want to finish it, man? How else would you like to have that grand finale, that last hurrah, you know, than those guys finishing what they started that wheel of death over there on the coast where it was seven, I'll give it eight because Notre Dame came to play eight straight different champions uh, that, that were represented <laughs> and playing in Charlotte. So I'm with it, man. I, I think it's, it's going to be fantastic. And uh, I, I can't wait to see just how coastal chaos finishes in its final year and its final form. Uh, it's just, it, it's a thing. There is no question. It is a thing. Carolina at Miami, four o'clock, uh, this week on ESPN, Dukes at Georgia Tech. Hey, Georgia Tech looked real. Yeah, they looked inspired, man. <laughs> they they looked inspired. And I always tell people, listen, when you when you have a coach firing, when you have an alumni taking over the reins, we've seen it at Florida State a handful of times. See it other places. Those guys are jacked up, and they play for their guys. They play for their team. Stuff like that galvanizes them, and that's exactly what happened. A, kind of, a little bit of an embarrassing loss for. Pit, a ranked team at home, but, mm -hmm. man, super jacked up for, for Georgia Tech. And, again, excited to see what they can do. You know, you never know, man. With, with these kids, college kids, things crazy things happen, and uh, they can make waves. So it'll be fascinating to see what does Georgia Tech do the rest of this year. Georgia Tech and Duke is in Atlanta this weekend coming up. Eric McLean, Gramlich and McLean, the podcast. I thank you very much for your time, my friend. We'll talk again very soon. No doubt, brother. Appreciate you. This is the Adam Gold Show. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? 
The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.